a sinful man. When I was a kid, my favorite subject in school was recess. <laughs> and the sport de jour was football. If the teachers weren't around, we could play tackle football. <laughs> and I, I had a brother, I have a brother, who's six years older than me, and you learn to be pretty tough, that I was the one willing to tackle anybody. I was the one who could run forever without getting tired, um, a trait I still have. Uh, and, but the one part I hated was picking teams. Because I was under five foot until like high school. And so the line of humiliation, and then they would pick. And I was always either the last or one of the last. It hurt, it hurts to not feel chosen. And I made a vow, which I learned later to renounce, vows are not of God, that I will be chosen. I want to be the person that people want on their team. And I'll do whatever it takes. I want to be seen. I don't want to be forgotten. And I think even in that vow that I, I lost that, that freedom to run, that sense of courage without fear that you have as a kid that I had, because sin kind of entered in and, and fear. I wanted to be chosen. Today, the Lord chooses Peter. There's another boat, and yet Jesus chooses Peter. That I want to be in your boat. And what's beautiful about Peter is that he accepts it that he allows Jesus to do what he wishes. We could ask the question, why, why is he choosing Peter? Why, why is he choosing me? Why does the Lord want me? Why, why anything? Why, why, is a, why is kind of an accusation? Why are you doing this? Which is very different than saying, like, what next? But maybe Jesus chooses Peter because he's responsive, that he's open, that he's willing to give it a try. I mean, if I, I fished all night, I'll try anything. I, I've been down that road before. Anything has to be better than that. And so Jesus invites us down a new road that involves trust. And so he invites Jesus, Peter is invited to cast the nets over the side. And, and Peter's still honest. He's still real. Like, hey, uh, bro, like we've, we've tried this and uh, it hasn't worked. But at your command, I'll do it. It's a little bit like Jesus' prayer in the garden. Like, Father, I don't want this. Let this cup pass from me. But not my will, your will be done. That even though I'm not comfortable with this, I still choose this. Even though I might be afraid, 
I choose, I choose to trust. And so he casts the nets, and there's more fish than they can handle. The other boat comes. And, and in this, the face of this, in the face of just this blessing that clearly is not from his own strength, his own ability, comes the awareness of Peter's sinfulness. That as we draw close to the light, we see the stains more clearly. And yet the Lord knows that. The Lord, the Lord knew Peter's sinfulness from the beginning, and yet he still wants him. And so there comes moments in our lives when we're, we're walking close to the Lord and, and we, we see our faults more clearly, which is actually a grace and an invitation. The, I can, out of fear, if it's about me and my worth, well, that becomes the moment when I just want to run. I, I can't do this. But Jesus is actually inviting us to take another step forward. But Peter, in his humanness, says, Lord, depart from me. Like, Lord, I, stay away or you're going to get hurt too. It's just a matter of time. But Jesus, what does he do? He stays. That there's nowhere else he'd rather be. That his sinfulness does not actually push the Lord away, but draws him close. Our sinfulness is never the reason that Jesus leaves. It's the reason he comes. Peter listens and he follows. A pivotal moment in my vocation story came seven months before my ordination. Before your deacon ordination, you do a retreat. And so, um, so I found this retreat director, and uh, he would, I didn't even know him, but I just, I'm like, I need, I need somebody, because I was in a tough place. I was in a tough place because I had been on a mission trip a couple months earlier, and I had started liking this girl. And I felt really confused in my heart that I, I took my eyes off of the Lord and I was like, I'm, I feel like maybe, maybe God's calling me over here or, or I'm not really sure. Or even if he's not, look at how weak I am. Look at what I did. And if the Lord calls me to follow him, well, I'm still going to be weak and I'm, I'm going to fall. And and so maybe it's better just to walk away now, that it would be better if I, if I was going to fall one day, that it would be better if I just walked away now. And so I went on this retreat, and God gave me this grace where he, I felt the Lord saying to me, I know who you are, and I know what will happen tomorrow, and I'm still calling you now. I know who you are, and I know what will happen tomorrow, and I'm inviting you to trust me. And, and I, I wrestled with that for the rest of the retreat was, Lord, you know, and you're still calling me? You, 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 you know everything, and you're still calling me? And by the end of the retreat, I said, Lord, I feel so weak. And with what I know and what I see and what is in my own heart, 
but, but I trust more in you and what I can't see than in myself and what I can see. That I, I, trust, I trust more in you and what I can't see than what I see. And I realize that I, I am weak, but I trust the Lord. And actually, not only do I trust the Lord, but I need the Lord. Like, Lord, I am so weak that if I am not fully dependent on you, I will fall. That, that if I rely on my own strength, if I follow my own heart that's now leading me this way, well, that's just going to lead me to bad places. What happens when I'm married and then I start liking another girl? Like, it's just like, Lord, I can't do this. That, that I actually need to be so close to you that you protect me, that you help be my strength because I don't have any. A prophet Isaiah, he's given this vision today. He's, he's, he's given a vision of heaven. And in the vision of that light, he sees his own sinfulness. And, and what does the Lord do? But he purifies him. He calls him, and then he purifies him. That it's not when I'm purified, then I will respond. It's by responding that I'm purified. The call comes first. Jesus got into the boat first. Jesus wants to get into the boat with us. And this, this weakness, it, it, it doesn't change. I, I actually like Father Josh Johnson's first talk of, you don't say, oh, I'm going to follow the Lord and, and everything's great and I never sin or I'm not, I'm not weak anymore. Like even uh, every weakness becomes an invitation to trust in the Lord. I, even last night, I came up and I gave my little announcements. And as soon as I walked to the back, I was like, oh, what about the other three announcements that I was supposed to say? <laughs> it's beautiful. I said to Marie, I'm like, I, should I? Should I? She's like, it's good. <laughs> that my weakness, even in, even in something so simple, but doesn't it happen in simple little ways? Oh, man, I can't believe I just said that in that conversation. Gosh, the one time I talked to that person, I say that. Like, come on. Don't we do that all the time? Does the Lord know that? Does the Lord only work some things for good? The Lord works all things for good. And, and it's not like, oh, when I get to that place and I'm not going to have to struggle, like all of us. And even in that moment last night, in a small way, it's like, Lord, gosh, <laughs> I'm so forgetful. I said, like, I, and yet you still call me. And yet you could still work through that to do things really good. Five years ago, I had the chance to go to the Holy Land and be on the sea that we hear today. And what they did was, and maybe this is common, you go there and they read the scriptures. You're on the boat in the water and you read the scripture from today and they say, let's take five minutes and be quiet. That's great. Only only five minutes. All right. So, so we sit there, and in that five minutes, I just you you're just sitting there, and you feel the sway of the boat on the water. And I'm imagining Jesus there in the boat with the disciples, and they're fishermen. It's what they've known. 
These waters are what they've known. These towns, they're the places they hang out. And Jesus says, I invite you to leave behind this profession, this boat. I invite you to leave behind your friends and the places that you're familiar with. And I invite you to go over those mountains with me on an adventure. And I'm sitting there praying with that. And I felt that spirit of that little boy that wants to run, that wants to go on an adventure, that wants to be chosen. What allows us to say yes to that adventure, what allows the fear to, to fade away, I love Sister Mary Grace yesterday. She said, trust is, is not pushing through. It's knowing that we're not alone. Is this adventure that the Lord calls us to, it's an adventure with him. That Peter is able to leave everything behind because he knows the Lord of miracles, the God of heaven and earth, the God who knows everything about him is with him. And Peter doesn't know what's going to happen and the suffering and his own crucifixion that will happen. But he knows the one who will be with him every step of the way. That the Lord calls us in our sinfulness because he wants us just as we are so that we can experience his healing and redemption and go with him to proclaim that healing and redemption to others, that I might be a savior, I might be a sinner, but I have a savior who chooses to go to the cross and bear the weight of sin with me so that I would never have to be alone in my sinfulness. And that my moments of weakness, that the Lord does not depart, but instead he draws near. And so even today, as much as the Lord wants to work with me, in me, and through me to reach others, that first and foremost, he wants to work on you and I. And that as I allow him to work in, with, and through me, and I'm able to receive his love, he changes me and changes the world.